Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. Hi, and welcome to another episode of uh, I'm Right, and he's Rob. And, uh, well, I'm usually right and he's usually rob uh but before we introduce ourselves uh we do this every single podcast we apologize for any omissions uh any uh mistakes outright uh fallacies that we may have uh done and uh last episode we talked about sports teams and their logos it was really super popular um (laughs) amongst uh, our target demo, which is yeah. nerds who have never seen a sports ball game. Yes, uh, yeah, super good. Um, I mean, there are obviously some uh, some things that you got wrong in talking about uh, fonts, and uh, I, too many for us to really list. So I think you should just apologize, and uh, we'll just move on. No, I mean, I, I, I didn't. I don't think there was anything that we could have gotten wrong, right? Not, not really wrong. It was well, all I mean, you called, anyway. But you called the uh, Ravens the Orioles once. That was obviously a mistake. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think there was anything else that was drastic. I, yeah, uh, I did want to mention that something we didn't talk about that you kind of you scratched the surface on with the ND for Notre uh-huh. Dame. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I did think about this all day afterwards. Was that? Um, I, I find things like St. Louis and New York and all those that do the two letters together, the two letters together, sometimes three letters like St. Louis is the STL. And I think it's a it's a cool art that's kind of died down a little. But I think it, um, it's it's something that I, I like on especially baseball teams. I don't think you see it so much on other sports, no, but definitely in baseball. It's definitely a baseball thing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, it's uh, it's kind of strange. Like, why don't the Red Sox have? Well, they have the B, right? They have the B they, for Boston. Yeah, uh, I guess they don't. I mean, they could probably make that a BR for Boston is full of racists, but I'm not really sure if they can do that much else in it. No, um, um they, you know, almost every team. I shouldn't say every team, but many teams have the single letter. Like the Athletics have the A's, the Chicago Bears have the C's, the uh, Cubs. I mean, have the C. You know, mm-hmm. but I think things like uh, St. Louis is my favorite. Uh, New York is one with the NY. Both New York teams have it. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame is, you know, theirs is famous. There are a few other, you know, non-baseball teams that have it, but I think it's. It's a really cool logo type of thing that I remember I kind of migrated to when I was in high school that I would try and emulate my own thing. Like I would take the first, you know, the first two capital letters and make my own whatever. Yeah, I remember that. That's how I came up with my band Ace of Spades, just because (laughs) I had a crush on a girl whose whose initials were S.A., and I kept doing cool things with their S and A, and then it was like, well, let's just change it to Ace of Spades, and so that was our band name, like quote unquote band, band name. name. Was I the basis of that band, Rob? For a while? I think for a short while you were, but I was I in, was lead screamer. Yeah. So, in uh, insofar as the fact that I owned a bass because you guys convinced me to buy a bass. Yeah, I never bought an instrument, if you recall. That's right. Why didn't you buy my bass? Why didn't I just get? What happened to that base? What did I do? What with that did base? happen to that base? I totally forgot you had a base until just this moment. Holy so crap! What did I do? With I, that? For, I forgot all about that. Uh, it was purple, right? It was kind of like a no, like a it was like a, black a bluish. One. It was a dark blue or black? black. I was thinking it was like dark, dark bluish purple. Like, no, I don't think I was that cool. I might actually text my. It mom. was used though, right? Yeah, it was used. We got it from a I, pawn shop. Maybe I took it back to the exact same pawn shop. I'm not even sure. 
Oh, that's crazy. Monty. No, I think I gave it to... I literally think I gave it to somebody, and I just don't remember who it was. God, that's funny. All right. Okay. Okay. Enough enough of that shit. Let's get into tonight's episode. My name is Monty Ike. I'm the former bass player for Ace of Spades. (laughs) Uh, And let me introduce my co-host. He's the Christopher Walken to my Brian Dennehy. He's the uh, Ralph Fiennes to my uh, Rod Steiger. He's the Christopher Plummer to my Christopher Lee, my best friend, Rob Bloom. I'm going to say Chucky to your Freddy, but it's... I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I was going on a fat and thin theme there for a while, and then I got too depressed and decided to go with Christopher's. That's what the thinking was about. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. You're you're definitely no Ralph Fiennes. Um... (laughs) So tonight, no, what are we I'm talking not. about, Robbie? What are we talking about? Tonight, we are talking about movie villains. Movie villains. Man. And, you know, just like the greatest cinematic movie villains. And uh, they can be modern. I mean. These are. Hold on a minute. These are cinematic and movie villains? I don't they know. They can be one or the other or both. Okay. Like, All right. That. Okay. I, I just thought of one that's going to be on your list, but I'll see. I'll see if he's on your list or not. We'll find out. Uh, he might be. Okay. We don't know, but he might okay. be. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um. Well. Uh. Should I? Should I start? If If you feel ready to start, go ahead. Otherwise, I'm ready. If you aren't. Okay. Are you no, ready? Uh, I'm ready. Uh. So go. I I think Shoot. my number uh my number one is is going to be the first one of mine is the Terminator. The, okay. The T one thousand. The T two thousand. All of the like the 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 super intelligence in the Terminator movies. I I'm going to focus especially mm-hmm. on the first Terminator movie. Um. Just I I like that movie so much. The fact that the the villain is legit unstoppable and terrifying right? and as, terrifying as terrified as, of that as yeah. a kid. Yeah, especially the fact that he gets scarier the more damage he lays on you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, or the more damage you lay on him, he gets. Scary. Yeah, he starts being this metal skeleton thing that just doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I think maybe it's as I got older, but I th- still think that. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's was the scariest to me again because of as I got older and it became less scary and more cool to me. But I still think, man, that first Terminator scared the hell out of me as yeah, a kid. Yeah, it was it was super scary. And you know, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna kind of flood us with a bunch of of different similar ones. But that sort of uh, that sort of unstoppable killing machine uh, that no matter how much damage you think you're laying down on you down on it it just keeps coming is just super super and the music alone just yeah yeah that's so that that's that's yeah that's first villain that's my number one or that's yeah number one of that's your first one out or is that your top no no that's my first one out of the gate okay that's my first that's fair you want my first one out now yes no that's why i stopped talking um okay well it's a pretty obscure movie, all things considered, but I think it's kind of become a cult classic in, well, I don't even know if I'd say in recent years, but to me, it's the role that made me like unicorns. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Are you talking Labyrinth? I don't know. No, legend, I don't know what you're legend, talking about. Tim oh, legend, Tim Curry's Legend, yes. Oh, legend yeah, is a terrifying villain. When I was a kid, I just, when he would talk, and that you know he had to have neck problems for years after those horns, and yeah, because that was not CG. That was those were real life horns. Yeah, and yeah. To this day, I think the visual on that is like he looked. He looked like he was a dump truck. He was just so big and terrifying, and those big fangs and the the uh, the eyes with the the cat eyes that he had. It was just a terrifying villain to me, and I remember hearing him talk and. You know all the goblins talking to him and him just saying a word and watching them scurry away. It was he was like legitimately the ter- most terrifying villain I can remember as a kid. Uh, and th- he made me like unicorns. God. So Tangerine we, Dream, man. Tangerine Dream. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. No. I'm, the beginning. But, but of yeah. But no. In front of me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh no that's no that's a that's a good one and I don't think I have anything really supernatural on the list. 
I, I don't think I do, actually. I'm looking here. Really? And... Nothing supernatural. I thought at least possibly one. No, okay. I, well, I mean... You're, you're going to go more sci-fi, or not spy, sci-fi, but uh, spy... Go on. Just give yeah. me your next Give me your next one. Uh, Goldfinger. Yeah. I kind of like, had a few... I like... I like yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, there's so many to choose from. I mean, there's Blofeld, there's, you know, but I like, for some reason, I just like. Is he gold. your top Bond villain or is there going to be more? No, no, this is, I, I only took one from Bond uh, and this is why he's kind of top on the list here. Um, I like, I mean, obviously I like Blofeld and there's a couple of different people who played both Blofeld. Savalas's Blofeld is just hilarious, but. For for me, what I like most it's about Goldfinger, play. oh, he was actually in Never Say Never, the remake of Thunderball. Yeah, he gotcha. plays Blofeld in that. The retired just, Bond, right? Yeah, the comedy said. of that all. Yeah, yeah, it's the old. It's when the the Sean Connery quote unquote comes back, and really what they did is uh, they got the rights to that movie, and then they shoved a, a shit ton of movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Goldfinger, I just I just like his his person. He's just such a dick. And you just can't wait to his ass to get punched. You know, you just can't fucking wait for Goldfinger's ass to get punched. But he also has a remarkably good plan. It's absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Come on. You don't you don't steal Fort Knox. You irradiate Fort Knox. So the gold yeah. is completely useless. So suddenly your gold that you've already amassed. It's is, brilliant. It's a brilliant goddamn plan. Yeah. You're you're increasing the value of what you have rather than stealing what's up. Yeah, right. it's brilliant. Yeah, okay. So there, there's my there's my next one. Sure. Okay, you ready for mine? Yep. Also semi supernatural, but not in the traditional sense. And in the and the the Wicked Witch of the West from the original movie, The Wizard of Oz. Actually, that's not the original. You're talking about the one with uh, Judy Garland. Yes, that's, that's not, not the, the original. Ori- that's not the original original Wizard of Oz. There was a the movie that before thinks, that. Yes, yeah, I didn't was, know that. It was just not as good as like in the the twenties. Yeah, are you kidding? That yeah. is, I've known there's been some sense, and I'm not talking about like the sci-fi channels. And I've seen some B production versions, but I did not know there was some before that. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah, it's it's uh it's not it's uh there's the 1939 one is I think the one that you think of, and there was actually one the one that everybody thinks yeah. I would there's say was uh, the original Wizard of Oz movie is 1910. Wow. Um, yeah, and it's was if it, you, it obviously wasn't in color. It was Wizard of Oz was the first movie in color, right? I don't know if it was the first movie in color, but yeah, it's obviously colored. Yeah, no, the, obviously the 1910 one wasn't. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, no, the, the, the Wicked Witch, I just remember being really frightened by her. And that, like, even when she was the neighbor who was coming to take the dog and whatnot, mm-hmm. she was a very frightening presence. On, And I'm sure that has a lot to do with age and that we hadn't seen anything like that before. And I was a kid that, I don't know, just even seeing it in reruns. To this day, her with the monkeys yeah. kind of makes me go, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. It, it's more the, what she did to me as a youth than like yeah, no, but compared I, to things that are scary now. Yeah, I mean, but I think also the Wicked Witch of the West is a good one because I, I do also like the fact. I'm glad you brought it up. She's scary and evil to children before she becomes a witch, just yeah. as the bitchy. Neighbor. neighbor yeah, yeah whatever she is. i barely remember it to be honest but yeah she's the she's the neighbor who supposedly gets bit by toto i'd argue it's a pretty iconic role but mm. you know time and i've seen the remakes i saw the sci-fi channel with tin men and all that and i really i actually really liked that that was a pretty cool adaptation um did, did you see it with zoe De- i can never pronounce her last name zoe de chanel yeah where she played uh, uh dorothy no, I did. I did not. I it's did. really cool. Tin men are instead of it, it's it's a nickname for the police of that world. They're called tin men, mm. and you know it, they're all metaphors for characters from the Wizard of Oz. They're not literally. It's a witch. It's not literally yeah. tin men. It's it's there's a lot of metaphors, but in a very sci-fi setting that. 
there's some hearkening to, you know, things that you'd see like in BSG and things like that. But it's, I, I adored it. I remember like I was hung over one morning. I turned it and it just happened to be on. I'm like, I'll sit through this. And next thing I know, it's like, it's like a seven hour movie with like all the commercials and crap. Yeah. And it was like, wow, I just watched this whole day. Seven hours is an exaggeration, but it was a long movie. Yeah. And I sat well, through the whole thing and loved it. It would be seven hours if it was on FX. Yeah. FX will take a 90-minute movie and stretch that out four hours. Thanks for that, FX. Okay, that's it watch, for Wicked. I just want to watch my uh, Adam Sandler movie. Uh, all right, my next one. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I like I like Hannibal Lecter. What can I say? I, I like the fact know, that he looks... I mean, Anthony Hopkins isn't scary to look at, but you certainly are a bit frightened of him, aren't you, in that movie? I, did you see it in the theaters? Uh, I, Silence of the Lambs in the theater? Maybe, yeah, I think so. I did not, and I didn't see it even for probably four or five years after it was released. So it was at home, and hand to God, I knew nothing about the movie when I finally saw it. So I, I went in pretty blind, and I just remember thinking he's probably a decent guy behind bar. Like I just didn't realize the magnitude of, he was really the greater villain. Yeah. You don't know that. Like, no, no. Like, you think like, that you think it's Buffalo bill, but really it's, it's, greater, it's like the, really, Oh, he's the greater villain. And you just don't realize it. And that I think is what's so brilliant. Like the, the most terrifying presence is behind bars and he's helping you get some lesser guy who's, who's terrifying and evil, but he's yeah. a less, he is very much a lesser guy, and what happens is, uh, with that is, uh, it, he, she, she's playing the most. She's playing su- like such a dangerous, dangerous game because uh, uh, she's letting him. I mean, like that's the scary part of it. It's cat and mouse as opposed uh-huh. to uh, for for her letting uh, him into her mind because yeah. that's where he has. It's almost like she's making a deal with the devil to get a minor demon. Right. It's like- exactly. It's exactly what it is. And and what he uses them and he uses Buffalo Bill to that's how he escapes. If you remember, I yeah. mean he he basically tricks them into getting He builds in- up a little bit a, a drop of trust. It's right. not even a it's not even that much trust. He builds up a drop of trust so that he gets an inch and yeah. he takes it and runs and, and, and- uh, chews a guy's face off and then wears it. Doesn't he eat a guy's entrails and leaves him hanging. I, I don't. Yeah. Something. But remember he, he takes his face off. Uh, he, yeah. one of the biggest things is he cuts the face off a, a yeah. guy yeah. and then puts it over his own face so that they think that Hannibal Lecter is the that's guard. Right. You're right. You're right. Like again, it's, and then that's how he escapes. I did not see it in the theater. And I just remember yeah. being very apprehensive about seeing, not knowing what I was getting into. Although I will also say the, the whole scene with the night vision at the end, with uh with agent darling is great so yeah oh yeah so that's, hannibal hannibal lecter that's my next is great on building suspense that yeah that movie just fucking kills you with suspense oh absolutely Except how the girl initially gets kidnapped is so asinine i'm you say that rob but you know i, I know but i just that's geez. what they say a lot of, i mean that's a, a tactic that's not new sadly yeah I, yeah I would pray that somebody would be smarter than that. Okay, so my next one. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, this is probably my most lovable character on my list. Um, while he's the villain, he's also quite charming and lovable and somebody that you kind of cheer for as much as you – he's barely the bad guy. It's Loki from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I was wondering when Loki was going to show up, but I have him as an honorable mention. He's certainly good. Uh, he's a bad guy. What do you mean? He's well, terrible. he's he's a terrible he's, person. It's like, is it, is it evil or is he just full of mischief? Is it, is it? Yes, he's bad, but he still loves his brother. I believe. Um, Maybe I think he still Maybe. sometimes tries to do the right thing. I mean, what gets him killed? Spoilers in uh, in uh, Infinity War uh-huh. is him trying to double cross. Thanos. Uh, Thanos with a, you know, that I feel like that. Do you really think he sacrificed himself or no? No, I think he thought he was actually going to kill him. Yeah. 
See, I don't. I think that Loki's uh, arrogance meant that he thought that he could. Uh, that I don't think he ever thought he was going to sacrifice himself. No, uh, or sacrifice that he is had not any, what I would use there. He, I don't not. think he. I don't think he ever thought that he had a chance at death. Is what I'm saying. Uh, but I, I, he's sympathetic in many ways. I love the way he was portrayed. You know, he loves his adopted mother. I think mm-hmm. in some ways he probably loved Odin, but you know, fathers and sons have that love hate relationship anyway. But I. I do think that, you know, he cared for his mother greatly. I do think he cares for Thor. Yeah. Um, but he, he cares for himself more. I think, though, if you go back and you look at the original uh, Avengers movie, okay, yeah. uh, I think you're going to see that that Loki is, does, is not as redeeming as... I think, I think a big thing that happened with Loki is everyone liked him in that movie and everyone thought he was cute. And then in subsequent movies, softened, you mean? they softened him. Yes, I I, I agree he's the with one what you're who, saying. Is he the one? He's actually the one who sends the Dominator to Earth, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but I still feel like I still feel like he cares for his brother, and I, and I mean, I I have to use his entire presence as a whole. Yeah, I guess. But I think he's I think he's the best villain in the. Well, let me hold my tongue. He's one of the best villains. Right. He's number two, maybe, to me. But Okay. All right. Number one being, of course, Hitler. Because um, <sighs> Hitler's a bad guy. All right, I'll go with mine. Cinematic universe? Yeah. Go, go on. Go I have... I, have uh, I can't decide whether or not to make this... How many do you have, first of all? Oh, I've, I've just got maybe a couple, two. I, I've, I've got many, but I was only going to do about five anyway total. Okay. So. And, I, and we can right. throw out some honorable mentions if you want. But Yeah, okay. Right. I got I may have... two, that, two that have to be on, and then the rest are kind of like, eh. Okay. Uh, well, then I'll do this as a twofer. Uh, my next one is the Sheriff of Nottingham from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And I think this goes a lot along with your Loki idea. Do you remember this? Yeah, um, you're, it's Alan Rickman, right? It's Alan Rickman. This okay. is what Rickman is going to get a twofer because I'm going to bundle these now. Sheriff of Nottingham, Hans Gruber. I'm going to Rickman this. I'll throw in Snape. I was going to say care. you better throw in Snape. I was just about to say throw in Snape and you got yourself a deal. How about Rickman in Love Actually, guys? Because he's kind of I've a dick in that Love fucking Actually. movie too, right? He cheats on his wife. So yeah, Rickman plays great fucking bad guys. He's beautiful. He's yeah, absolutely he's, beautiful. He's, if you remember, think back to 1991, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is almost an utterly, completely forgettable movie. Completely it's not to me, forgettable. Though. I think it's a very good movie. I, uh, Costner it, doesn't do an English accent. He's he barely there. But fucking the Morgan is Freeman is all right. Christian yeah. Slater is at the tail end uh, of his popularity. Slater's, yeah, yeah, he's... But, but I Rickman. enjoyed the hell out of that movie. But you As enjoy a, it because of Rickman. You enjoy it because and it's also the guy dull, Rickman was you playing twit. off of who I can't yes. remember. He also played in the Crow. He was yeah. the main villain in the Crow. The idiot. I don't. Yeah. But he's a, he's a very but, good villain actor too. Yeah. And I can't. I don't know his name. But, but Sia, I, why a spoon? Because, because it would dull, hurt. You twit. <laughs> It'll hurt more. He fucking chews scenery in but that think, movie, and it's fucking amazing. I think he's a better. I like. I agree with you in Robin Hood, but I think he's a better villain in Die Hard. I think oh, Hans, Hans Gruber is yeah is is the pinnacle villain. Oh fuck, man! The worst. I you look the the best and saddest thing is that Hans Gruber has to die in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, but he but he has to. I think he like, has that's to die. The only way that he has to end that that like seven minutes of that movie. Where John McClane and Hans Gruber are together, and Hans Gruber has fooled McClane into yes. thinking that he is a hostage, yeah. is so brilliant. Because um, throughout most of that movie, Han, throughout most of that movie, McClane is one step ahead of of Gruber, and he's smart man. Blah blah blah. Okay. Yeah, he, you know. But Gruber gets him. He proves that he's just like this. Is not a schmuck. You're not. You're not dealing with an egomaniac and a schmuck. Like Hans Gruber is a complete professional. He's that. It, what it does is it makes McLean even better because you think to yourself, there is no other person on the planet who could have beat him, right? 
John McClane is such a wild card. He's so crazy. That's the only way he could beat Hans Gruber because Hans <laughs> Gruber is so good at what he does. They are yeah. equals, and it comes down to the fact that John McClane had something extra to fight for, and that is the love of Holly. Anyway, Sheriff of Nottingham, Hans Gruber, that's my next one. Rickman, yeah. in general, I wish I wish Rickman was alive. I wish he could be the bad guy in almost everything because he plays yeah. them so good. He was also really good as Marvin in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, so good. He plays. He play. He would make a great Eeyore. Is basically yeah, yeah. what Marvin is. Oh, is uh, Eeyore robotic form. Uh, is he Gabriel in, in Dogma? Isn't he Gabriel? Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's. That's Ga- not he's a villain. A, it's an angel. Yeah. He's Met- Metatron, right? Is it Met? Yeah. Maybe it is. Yes. I want to say it's Metatron. Right. Uh, anyway, he's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alan he's he's just deeply missed. He's fantastic. deeply missed. Yeah. When. I always, as an actor, wanted to play a real villain. Like, I've only done two sort of roles that are sort of villainy. Like, I'm, I was a henchman in one, and I was uh, a bumbling oaf villain in another. Uh, but I've always wanted to play a real villain with teeth like Rickman played it. You know, that's yeah. what I would love yeah. to do. Anyway. Believable, a drop of sympathy that you kind of see well, their angle. Again, and a good villain is one, no villain believes that they're evil. True. That's, that's what you think in cartoon times. But every villain thinks they're the hero of that story. And, and sometimes a good villain where you can understand their point of view. Right. Where they're coming from, why they're not completely wrong in the way they feel. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. Uh, so uh, I'm going to take one that might be on your list. But um, I think the greatest to... Joker of our time, Heath Ledger as the Dark Knight's Joker. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, All right, yeah. I, I think he put the best of what had come before and took in elements that uh, Mark Hamill had done on the cartoon, because I think, honestly, I think Mark Hamill is the best Joker, but took those elements and made a psychotic, crazy, silly, yet terrifying villain that you just didn't know if he was going to shake your hand or cut you in the throat. And how he kept retelling his origin and they were never the same twice. Yeah, and, no, no, that was that was good. There's a lot of really good things about Heath Ledger, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. There's a ton of really good things that he did as an actor. Um, he showed damage, and uh, he wasn't uh, he, 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 he wasn't like silly. Like mm-hmm. Mark Hamill's Joker gets a little silly sometimes, but I think I. I think Mark Hamill's Joker gets silly so that when Mark Hamill does the deep voice evil, has more impact. It yeah. has a lot more impact, which you have to do as a voice actor. I feel like Mark Hamill is the amalgam of every Joker that exists. Because yeah. I feel like he, he has the rate, like, it's like from one moment he is, you know, uh, uh, Batman 89. Why can't I think of the actor? Jack Nicholson? Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Sorry. Just couldn't think of his name off the top of my head. That he's just like Jack Nicholson, and the next minute he is, you know, just hee hee hee. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we're talking about Heath Ledger. I mean, that that he says the line uh, towards the end when he's talking to Harvey about, you know, I'm kind of like a dog. Is it to Harvey or is it to Batman? I can't actually can't remember. I think actually maybe it's to Batman in, uh, in the uh, in the interrogation room. Yeah. Yeah, where he's like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, a, I'm like a dog. I'm chasing a car, but I just don't know what I'll do if I actually catch it. You know. The, yeah. The the biggest, I think, the biggest thing that people say about it is that how can this guy be the master of chaos when everything has to be so? That's a movie. A movie has to be the way a movie has to be. I think there would be obviously a lot more chaos if that, you know. You have to have a plot. You have to have one thing happen and one thing happen. The beginning where he kills each of the people. So, no, I'm supposed to shoot the... Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. No, I'm supposed to shoot the driver or whatever yeah. he said. I forget. But that's yeah. that's Joker all over. And that, that's absolutely. terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good one. Good job. Uh, Darth Vader. Ah, 
he was going to be my number one, so I'll, I'll have to go to another number one. Yeah, Vader. No, no, that's fine. We, I mean, it's we both number... talk about it. Yeah, yeah. But he was definitely going to be my number one. Yeah, Darth Vader uh, is uh, is you know. Sam yeah. does terrible things to people. Yes. Right? Having spent some time at the beach this weekend, Rob, I can tell you, Sand, I literally had to pull up that clip for my kids because, you know, as a good father, I've never I've never had them suffer through. Um, But, yeah, it's just all this sand it gets everywhere. Yeah. Fucking sand. It almost sounds like Han Solo quoting Darth Vader. <laughs> Uh, no, but I wasn't just, pointing, so I wasn't doing my. Oh yeah, I was doing my Harrison Ford because I wasn't pointing. If you grit, you sound a lot more like him, Chewy. Um, no, I think I think Vader from the moment that you are exposed to him in Star Wars: New Hope, um, he, he comes off as scary. Yeah, and I think. I felt slightly diminished once we get to Return of the Jedi because I don't remember seeing the Emperor in Empire because I was only five when Emperor came. When um, Empire, em- so the Emperor in Empire Strikes Back, I think, is a hologram, bro. Is a hologram. He's a but hologram. I didn't, yeah. I didn't even understand who the Emperor was. Like, right. I, he you had still no thought you think that? What I think is funny is you go back and you watch A New Hope, and like as a kid, I always thought, okay, well, it's the Emperor, and then it's Darth Vader. Grand Moff Tarkington has more power. That Darth Vader. Vader does in that yes. first movie. Grand yeah. Moff Tarkington, even I mean, like, Leia even says, uh, "Only you could hold Vader's leash when she's yeah. talking to Tarkington." So, uh, yeah, no, he's he's scary in like uh, from the music. John Williams does an amazing job of pulling that music. The look, he just drips evil. The you know the slowness I, of him actually adds to yes, it, where the there's ominous. kind of a clunkiness to it. Yes. He doesn't have to be quick and he doesn't have to be agile. He's for not him, smooth. For him, it's yeah. the brute force. Like he's yeah. using the force, but it is a brutish force. And he's I just hate going to use to the dis- analogy of Frankenstein like, but he's very Frankenstein like, even Frankenstein. though everybody compares that when he gets off the. Uh, yeah. In uh, no. Revenge. No. Yeah. Um, but I, I think his most terrifying portrayal was in. Uh, Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. I like if you would have seen the Rogue One ending scene at the beginning of New Hope, you'd yeah. be even more terrified when he's just God, could talking you imagine to be like that was that's the villain of your movie and holy shit. Think about it. He just we watch him literally tear through an entire yeah. fucking ship, right? And I I don't think we've ever seen uh, lightsabers used that way no. before that. No, and <laughs> no, just no thinks, yeah. Slung, uh, yeah. They're, they're... He's just he just decimates this entire ship single fucking handedly, and then by the time he actually gets on, um, to uh to uh to the the uh, Princess Leia's diplomatic ship, right, mm-hmm. and then he's all like calm and collective, you know, you are a rebel spy. That actually yeah. is like it's even scarier to think about that. Like he is not a rage monster at all. Mm-hmm. He can turn that shit on at any moment, but it doesn't even phase him. When he's done wiping out an entire ship of people single handedly, he's just ready to like fucking, you know, do some light interrogation and some choking. When VHS has started coming out and you could you could rent in this was a time when I, you couldn't buy Star Wars because yeah. it wasn't but you could rent Empire Strikes Back. I would rent Empire Strikes Back and I would count how many lieutenants and yeah. lesser officers he would kill. Mm-hmm. And I would just like, well, he's gone. He's gone. Admiral he's gone. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it. I yeah, I, yeah, I love it. Um, by Empire he obviously gets some sort of weird promotion after Yeah the fucking death star blows up under his watch. I actually, I think, I, I think I understand why he gets the promotion. I think Palpat- Palpatine, I think he thinks that the Jedi are no more. So he makes his apprentice a lap dog because he doesn't want him to get too powerful. Then suddenly Skywalker's back. He senses the return of the Jedi and uh, he makes uh, he makes Vader's number one thing to kill this last Jedi, just like it was before. And yeah. that gives that's like the number one priority of the galaxy is to stamp out the last remaining flame of the Jedi Order, right? 
yeah. means that Darth I Vader that's, gets a promotion a, because of that. That's a fair, you know, assessment. I think. Yeah. I, Dude, I I'm, just, I'm just blowing Snoke up your ass. Um, all right. Snoke up my ass. <laughs> what's your What's your next one, Bubba? Well, uh, that was going to be my last one, but uh, I will go with Thanos being pretty damn scary, um, especially for being a a a modern villain. Mm-hmm. And be ten years to build up to his reveal. Uh, it, yeah, you know, yes, we saw him pretty wholeheartedly in Guardians. We saw a few profiles in other movies, but we really were not exposed to him until Infinity War a year ago. And while I thought he was terrifying, Infinity War in Endgame, he was ten even, times scarier, even more so. Yeah, and I and, think and, what I. Oh, I'm sorry. And I was... here, well, here's what. Well, here's the the part that's even more amazing is he dies at the beginning and still is scary as fuck. Right. Well, what I like is when 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 past Thanos. Spoiler alert. When past Thanos is in. Why are we kidding? Who hasn't seen it? Yeah, if you haven't Actually, seen it, why are you listening out. to our podcast? Please go out and see. Please go out and see it though, because I really want to knock uh, Avatar off the fucking top of the list. Yeah, please. Avatar is such a goddamn shitty movie. Agreed. Um. Uh, Thanos, which uh, does not stand for two hit armor class, not zero. Um, <laughs> Thanos, uh, Thanos is seven other geeks out there are laughing. Yeah, I know. Uh, Thanos is super frightening in Endgame because he believes he's inevitable. That's why he says that I'm an inevitable line. Is because and you feel like he is. I yeah, mean. yeah. He like he feels that oh you're fucking with time, but you don't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I am. Yeah, here I am. You're fucking with time, and I'm see. I, I seem to be able to just continue on, even though you, yeah, you can't fucking handle it. The odds at the end of that movie, even when all the Avengers and, and company, every citizen of Wakanda, it still felt like well, and, and all the uh, the magic users from around the world from the Doctor Strange because yeah. they all episode. It still felt like man, the odds are so against them. And, right. Uh, it was crazy. It was um, crazy. But I, he's one of those villains, though, that as the explanation comes out, you kind of understand his, you're like, he kind of has a point. Um, I don't agree with it, but he has a point. <laughs> why we are too you, many. We are using up our resources. Why couldn't you snap and create a second planet full of food for us? I don't, this doesn't. Why why can't you create instead of destroy? That's the question. Why That's where the, the comic book version might have a slight end edge where right you know, because he's, it's because he's in love he's with death. Love. Yeah, he's, he's in love with with death, and he's he's offering half the universe to her. I got it. Um. All right. Well, mine my number one now is going to be comical. Okay. But there's just no way I cannot do it. He's my number one because I love him so much. Uh, he is so perfect. My my one person that I thought was going to be on your list has not been on it yet, and I won't know if this character is comical. So I don't know if I'm going to be wrong. Go 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 for it. Con! I called it. Yeah, I called I it. I didn't know if I would call him Con. I called it. Yeah, Con you know why? I looked at I looked at the photo behind your head, and I went, I bet he goes with Con. Of course, it's going to be Con, baby. It's going to be Con. I got my, oh, hold on, I got my, yeah, you, you can, well, you can see, because you're on Skype, no one else can see, so we probably shouldn't talk about it, but I got my whole, my Wrath of Khan area up there. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I was Khan. betting Khan was going to be on your list, I, 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 didn't I think, he... I think it's comical, because we talked about Thanos and Darth Vader, and maybe they're more a hell of a lot scarier, and it seems like Khan is pretty easily defeated, that's well, why I think it's kind of comical. Spock, technically, not directly, but. Yeah, Khan's yeah. presence resulted in the death of Spock. So that's but I a pretty- also I like I like the idea of the the guy who's um who thinks he's just superior, like he thinks that you know I mean I like arrogance being the number one reason why he's the bad guy is perfect. So I should be in like charge because I'm the smartest person here, you know, right? Just like Magneto then, because I kind of think Magneto's that way. Uh, I think no, I think Magneto is in revenge. He wants to punish humans because they have hurt mutant. He's, he's been he's been two kinds of second class citizens in his life. Sure, and he's about to have all these normies 
um, pay for it. You know what I mean? So that's, um, no, I, I, cons, I, I figured he would be on your list. I had no doubt. I, what the earworm thing always. Yes. Yes. These are the last surviving indigenous creatures of City Alpha 4. They put smiles, everybody, smile. <laughs> exactly. That's actually that's another great reason why Ricardo Montalban is funny. Because he spent like the la like he did he did Khan in the TV show. Everyone forgot about Khan. He did like seven seasons of Fantasy Island. I still have not seen the episode that he is on on the TV show. As the original Khan. episode? I've never seen it. Oh, dude, that has to be on fucking Netflix or something. I'm sure it is. I got, I, I'm sure it's somewhere I can look for it. But space I have never seed. seen Does he look pretty similar? Is it the same big open chest? Or no, did they no, kind no, of no, modify no, 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 no. that? He's in a jumpsuit just like everyone else. They yeah. they find him and his, uh, his altered humans. Does he in, look like Doctor Strange? No, he looks. I don't know how to explain it. No, he's kidding. wearing like a Nehru jacket. First of okay. all, the oh. name Khan makes a hell of a lot more sense when you see it. Okay. He he looks like he's su- supposed. No, he's supposed to be uh, Indian or a- Asian influenced. Is what he's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like Genghis Khan. Like that's where it's supposed oh. to be. He's like. So the and he, idea, it is the same character, though. Yeah, it is totally the same character. Okay. Except what happens is he's Mad Maxed it because uh, SETI Alpha five or SETI Alpha four explodes, pushing SETI Alpha five out of its orbit, causing the whole apocalypse of that world. So when you see him with the ripped open chest and everything, that is like him. Scra- he's scavenged clothes at that point. It's been fifteen years that he's been on this terrible planet. Um, he also has uh, revenge as a pretty good uh, motivation. Because remember, Kirk uh, marooned him on SETI Alpha 4, or SETI Alpha 5, and uh, and that marooning cost him his wife, the woman that he loved, which he falls in love with in Space Seed. It's actually, the she's the reason why he gives up in Space Seed, and uh, Kirk is able to appeal to her, who then appeals to him. Anyway, okay. I fucking love Ratha Khan, and so there you go. Uh, honorable mentions. Let's go through these. Okay. Okay. Um, I was Gozer the Gozerian is on my list. Um, I was going to point out that one of the reasons why the Superman movies have always done overall poorly was their lack of a good villain. Because I've never felt like anybody has portrayed Lex Luthor very well in film. I like Kevin Spacey's villain, you know, Lex Luthor, but I still like. Well, that's because Kevin Spacey has that sexual predator. He's a real edge. life villain, yeah. yeah. Um, you don't think Jim ha- Gene Hackman was pretty good? In retrospect, no. At the time, I liked it, but it was like the more I've learned about what I think Lex Luthor is and should be, I feel like I I really found it too campy in yeah. retrospect. I, At the Eisenberg time, it was terrible. Uh, but I don't. I don't know if I necessarily blame him. I think that's just. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's a good call. Um, I'm gonna. To, I'm gonna build because you reminded me of uh, Gene Hackman is the villain in Unforgiven, and he's great as that villain. He's a great villain in Unforgiven. My, oh, he's one of great. my one of my uh, one of my uh, uh, peripherals here is Brian Dennehy uh, as the as the villain in Silverado. Uh, which okay. is another movie I love so much. Um, I love him in that. He's got a he's got that sort of smile, that sort of dangerous smile. Like he's a man who's so powerful and so scary that um, uh, he doesn't have to be scary. He looks pleasant, but his scariness kind of seeps out. So that's one of the ones I like. Uh, and I'm okay. trying to remember what Brian Dennehy's character in Silverado was, and I don't remember it. I want to say he was a twisted lawman, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, no, he was sheriff of the town. Yeah. yeah. But he was also uh, he was also Kevin Klein's old uh, partner when they um, when they were banditos together. So he's okay. he doesn't okay. come from a from a law background. He just goes far enough west that he becomes the fastest person with a gun, and therefore they put him as sheriff. Okay. 
Right. Uh, I have, I have Voldemort on my list. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. I, the reason why I didn't want to choose Voldemort is because um, I think of him as a book villain. I, yeah, I, and I found him scary, but not necessarily, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I, I tell you who my, my favorite villain in the Marvel universe? Yes, please tell me. I want to know Kingpin. so bad. Kingpin from the Daredevil television show yeah. is terrifying to me. I think that portrayal of him scarier than Thanos and Loki yeah. together. I mean, he's just so twisted. D'Onofrio is so beautiful at, at playing fucking crazies. It's great. He's almost, it's almost like he's mentally ill. I mean, yeah, I actually and, think D'Onofrio might actually be, I think he's not, he's, there is something wrong with him. Did you see the movie he where he was really... played the guy who created Conan, Conan, the barbarian. Yeah. He, yeah. I forget the name of that movie, but it, he's excellent in that movie. Yeah. And, He's very unstable in that movie. He's and excellent in everything, man. And it's that's true. Bur- well, Burroughs, by the way, it's uh, I can't remember his first name, but it's Burroughs is the guy who invented. Code. Do you have any other honorable mentions? Yeah, I do. Um, the thing from the thing. Yeah, yeah. The shape shifting alien. That's fucking scary. Uh, this one's just fun. Ming the merciless. Yeah, I I just met Sam Jones recently. I don't know if you knew that. Oh yeah, I knew he was at Comic Con, right? Yeah, I met him, and um, having met him, I it made me watch the documentary of Life After Flash. Yeah, and there's so many layers to that movie that I now love even more. That that movie is so so much more than I ever knew it was, and uh, Ming the Merciless is definitely worthy of being on the list. I I think so. Uh, and then uh, the only other one that I had on my list so far is Gordon Gecko from Wall Street. Um, I don't know if he's really the villain, but I sure the th- hell think that 80s capitalists are pretty much the villains. Um, oh, we could actually pl- list off uh, also um, what's the, uh, the the guy who skis the K-12 uh, that Lane Myers beats one-handed. Hey, <laughs> there's so many villains. In, yeah. yeah, There's so many villains in like of that ilk that we could do. Um, oh, you know. sure. But, well, you know. my last one would be Denomalia Demonicus from uh, from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is your mission? I, too, can play the time game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's good. That's a good one. Um, All right. Well, there you go. Those are our favorite villains. Um, Khan, you know, uh, I had to put it at one. I think Vader is probably... Honestly, when I first did this list, dude, Vader was my number one, my most terrifying or whatever. Vader's my number one, too, even though I said Thanos after him. Vader's number one to me. Yeah, but uh, but Khan uh, Khan is just sentimental up there. Uh, and I, I totally get yeah, and it's like I've never I've liked television Luthers more than I've liked movie Lex Luthers. I'm, maybe that maybe that literally legit is the secret is finding somebody so good at playing. Did you ever see the actor who played? Oh, I can't think of his name, but he was from uh, Two and a Half Men and he was on he was like Charlie on Supergirl. No, no, he was Lex Luthor on Supergirl. Um, he uh, no, I don't know that. The, the other guy from Two and a Half Men, the the, the mousy guy. Who's yeah, in. okay, the the one who was Ducky. Yes, and also yeah, and was and also was in also, a Superman movie. Yeah, he was Lex Luthor's nephew. Yeah, oh, he, Lex, Lexi. his his Lex Luthor is really good in Supergirl. Oh, okay. It's just the TV, and you know, I, I was always a fan of Michael Rosenbaum on uh, Smallville. I think he's an excellent Lex Luthor. Yeah. I don't know why I can't remember his name, though, and it's really pissing me off. Yeah, it's on the tip of my tongue, and the second you'll say it, I'll be like, yo, that's what I just can't picture him. I can see his face. I can see, like, seven different roles. It's John Cryer, for fuck's sake. Oh, he had that great movie, Hiding Out. You remember Hiding Out, where he pretends to be Uh a high school student? So he's a a Wall Street, like, um, commodities broker, and he does some like some shady like he gets involved in some shady plot and then they put a hit out on him because he loses all this money. And so he goes home and he realizes that he could pass as a high school student. So he he bleaches his hair or whatever and puts on 80s hipster clothes. 
but he's like a 30-year-old man hiding out in high school is what it is. And the comedy ensues in the fact that obviously there's, you know, girls who think he's cute and, you know, he doesn't get involved with them because they're uh, high school girls. And I think I think it's uh, like all good hiding out in high school. A teacher is strangely attracted to him or whatever, and she, you know, thinks it's she thinks she's a creep. And then it turns out at the end, oh, you're not a creep. I'm 32. I've just been lying to you the whole time. You know, kind of like Never Been Kissed. Oh, Remember yeah. how Never Been Kissed? There's like the, Still, the, the English teacher that there's the, the English teacher who's like, why do I feel this way about you? And she's yeah. like, maybe it's because I'm 30 years old. And he's like, oh, that's what it is. I thought you were 40. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's saying Never Been Kissed is, is endearing but creepy. It's, it is fucking creepy. It's super creepy. Because doesn't her brother join high school too? Yes, so he can be cool again and relive his cool right. days or something like that. Yeah. Who is his? Br- who is her brother? Dad, don't, don't look it up. It's not that important. I'm not but... going to look it up. It, let's just say it was Dax Shepard. Um, that would work. Yeah. There you go. Uh, oh, other villains in the movies. Um, whoever greenlighted Dax Shepard's Chips remake. That's uh, a yeah. villain. That's a villain. Uh, the producer of Green Lantern. Yes. Uh, that is um, anyone, anyone over at Warner Brothers who's been yeah. in the in the Manos. The, the I hands. almost put I almost Manos put Manos, Manos the Hands of Fate in in as my uh, in, in my villain list, but I was that like, Thanos, no. that Thanos mashup is still one of my favorite cosplays yes. I think I've ever seen. That cracks me up. That you know, it's probably a joke that you know twelve people at that con will get, but. Totally. Well, no, you know, most Much cons, more. there's probably more people that are MSC3K fans that would get it. But, God, it's yeah. just brilliant. All right. Well, uh, that's it for our list of villains. Uh, we're running out of time here, Robbie. Yes. yes uh, so uh, every episode we end with uh, your world-famous catchphrase. Yes. Uh, we've been doing this now. We've been doing this podcast for 16 years. And this has been our, and- our catchphrase for the last 13 of them. So And it, it, it keeps getting better every time I say yeah, it. Every it? time you say it, I'm like, oh, yes, that's that's that's, at, that's it. That's, that's perfect. the wisdom that you needed. All yes. right, so here it is, everybody. You know the catchphrase. Say it along with Rob. Here's our catchphrase <laughs> right now. According to chemistry, alcohol is a solution. I think, I think that's a shirt, Rob. Oh. I think that's a shirt. Oh.